Talking finance, making sense of your finance. Brendan, good morning, good morning, good, good morning, morning to you. Good morning, Jackie. Thank you for having me again. A pleasure to have you in, in studio with us this morning. And of course, today we're going to be looking at the issue of scams. Um, interesting that um, there are so many um scams that we have taken place but what i wanted to say it's interesting to see the warnings about scams that are coming out of the financial intelligence agency uh, because that means that they too are aware of the level to which people are being taken advantage of absolutely um, <clears throat> it sadly it's it just sort of seems to be running rampant and it is I think simply because there doesn't seem to be a consequence of you know guys doing these things, and uh, and I think there's a, a, a general concern about you know we all have to go along and do fika at the banks and etc. And now suddenly money whips out of my account or it goes out of an investment, but it is in a bank account somewhere, and then suddenly the bank account how did that bank account get opened? So we're starting to build up a horrible trust deficit with how it is that you know these scams are occurring and that nothing's being done in respect of shutting them down so mm -hmm. i think there's i think there are two you know today i'm sure we'll have a lot of callers because i think a lot of people have been um uh, sort of victims in some some manner i think there are two broad types there's the sort of let's call it the hacking events that are around your it stuff where you click on the wrong link or something like that and suddenly things are compromised or you go down a route and suddenly people have got access to your passwords or your computer and your bank account and, and that type of thing. And then there's the investment scams that are, are going out, out there. The, the observation that I'd like to make, and I think this is a broad statement for everybody out there, organizations in South Africa have been hacked. They've had their data stolen at various times. You may have spoken about it at various times there was you know and whenever that has occurred i mean we've got regulation now poppy and things like that but when that's occurred we've all got to assume and we must assume this that our personal information is out there for sale to somebody out there because it's been compromised whether it's via an insurance company or bank or the credit bureaus or whatever it is some it's just make the, so always have that in the back of your mind that some your data is out there and people have access and they can then masquerade and call you and you know say oh gee you see you've got this here with us and masquerade as a certain company and things and they're getting very innovative the, the intelligent and that's the second part is that just always assume that whoever calls you or as you engage please try and endeavor to do a, a verification via another route just you know so for example if somebody phones you pretending to be the bank well on your bank card you've got the number for the bank say thank you very much let me call the bank and i'll check with them put down the phone and stop talking and and that tends to break this chain um and you know the same with websites investments go along to the regulator go onto the website check if the the investment is registered and then go to the website that's you know linked to that particular company or organization and that way you break this chain of, you know, so scams tend to build up on a story and they've got to maintain that story. And only when you sort of divert it do you pick up something, oh, that doesn't look right or whatever. So those are, I think, to start off with, those are the two key assumptions. Just assume it's out there and please endeavor to break the chain. When you talk about the data hacks that have happened, mm. you know, we've had some big ones in, in, in South Africa who is our information sitting with and what is the assumption that we should make about the data they have about us okay so <clears throat> i mean there's been enough talk i mean we spoke i think the you know the, the most famous sort of example is the american elections being hacked by sort of russian hackers at some point you know how did who were they hacking who were they targeting how was it occurring these are i mean these are sort of professional syndicates of some sort that have that have gained access to this data and they put it out there for sale and uh, they do um you know they yeah they, so we can always just assume that somebody out there 
in, in terms of a syndicate of some sort has got this data and then they start mining it and you know for whatever purposes that they wish to the scams and they're getting more and more innovative and you know I think that's the part that scares us is that we're just not able to keep up with the IT security around these things. Is it just a case of we must be aware of the fact that they have our email addresses our cell phone numbers maybe our residential addresses if that was part of uh, you know the data collection or the data set that we had provided to mm. the the hacked entity well i think we can assume so you know if um the, depending on what was taken from certain organizations so let's i think there was one with a credit bureau in south africa a yes, while back yes. well credit bureau really everything involving a credit bureau is all your credit applications any credit card that you've got etc so you can assume that a lot of your details there would be associated with that um, if we doing a, an employment check on somebody you know you go to credit bureaus to get their credit record as an example so if, if you know it can be very comprehensive um, your medical records if it's via an insurance company or your your asset register if it's via an insurance company what's insured you know so they, they I think some of the data depending on who's been hacked and who you know what information's been leaked out there mm. it, it can be very very comprehensive and it's a, a lot of information that you can work with mm. When it comes to the investment scams, what's the modus operandi that you are observing around these scams more generally? Okay, so I think, sadly, I mean, we're in tough economic times and it all plays on getting money quickly, <laughs> making money far faster than what the traditional <clears throat> investments can do. Um, you know, if you go to the bank today, the bank will offer you something between, uh, you know, if you put it in a fixed deposit, maybe 11%. Um, if you, <clears throat> uh, and if you invest at 11%, it's going to probably, it's going to take your, what is it, six years for your money to double. So you sit there, if you put 100,000 in six years' time, it's doubled. Okay, people want returns faster than that, or they hope, and especially if they're in financial difficulty. So they um, investment returns. I mean, the the hundred and ten year track record for the the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, I think, has been inflation. So let's say inflation that what came out yesterday, it's seven point three plus six point one percent. So we had thirteen point four percent is the hundred and ten year annualized return on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, and that's made people a lot of money. Mm. But they've obviously invested for long periods of time now 13 percent is great if you've got a plan and a long-term financial plan but if you actually invest a hundred thousand rand today in a year's time it only it's only a hundred and thirteen thousand if it's worked out you know perfectly for that period now people want far greater returns so that's the first thing that they prey on is this this our greed you know the the need and this uh, i think we all would love a bit more, you know, just uh, especially, um, yeah, I mean, expenses are out there and uh, families cost a lot of money and, and, and you know, we've had a tough economic time. So I think that's the first thing that people mm. prey on. Mm. When when it comes to in investment, right, and, and I think the, the other thing, of course, is that a lot of these syndicates take advantage of our lack of knowledge. Mm. And... Um, you know, I was speaking about some some of the SAA employees who were retrenched and uh, some of them who invested their monies into the so-called gold investment. You know, it was a gold investment group um, and some of these people have, you know, disappeared uh, with these workers' monies. Now, if I want to invest in gold, I mean, are there traditional ways of, of investing that we should be mindful of so that when a scam comes up, we are aware of the fact that, but this is not the way in which one would invest in gold. Mm. Um, and sometimes I think we are aware of the fact that maybe what is happening is sort of not 100% legit, but we're willing to take the risk because it feels like, well, of course, if I go the traditional route, it's going to take me longer. It's going to cost more money. But here's a back door yeah. that, that will yield the same results. Absolutely. So, I mean, the gold one, uh, you know, that you're referring to is with some of the SAA employees. But, I mean, we've got 
other one's around forex trading, and the other one is the crypto, which sort of seems to be. And then there the the just the ordinary pyramid schemes that <laughs> seem to have had great success over the years, where if you put in and you know a thousand rand, and in three weeks' time it's going to be worth three thousand. How does that suddenly happen? And where, where, where's the investment? So those sort of pyramid schemes have have occurred as well. So all you know, all four of those categories. I think the you know the, the the first thing is it is once again that why did those investors if you think of it they left the company they got a, a probably a retrenchment package and they got their pension payouts pension payouts if they cashed it out they would have paid a whole lot of tax and then they now want to invest that somewhere as well as their retrenchment package and it's that you know that i mean you've just lost your job so you in a very difficult place and you suddenly realize that maybe this amount of money that I've saved in this pension or this retrenchment package is just simply not enough and that's that same sort of fear so how do you know they, they then endeavor to stop being for, you know falling prey to the, those sort of scams uh, sadly it's it's you know doing your homework in terms of the investment um, <clears throat> that that's being proposed to you there are ways that you can check up on any particular organization that's proposing to do an investment for you. And we'll get, you know, we can chat about a bit about, more about mm. that now. Let's talk about that because earlier you had said that, mm. you know, when it comes to investment scams, we should go to the regulator and check if these uh, companies are registered. Who is the regulator? Okay. Where do we find the <laughs> regulator? How do we check these companies? Okay. So every reputable well it's it's because um, unfortunately we every organized financial institution that is handling monies on behalf of investors should be registered at the financial services conduct authority and we all so we all have a a, a regular i mean a, 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 what they call an fsp number which is a financial services mm -hmm. provider number and the individual themselves, so Brendan Ghost and Mark Ghost, has to be registered as well. So if you go onto the fsca.co.za and you look for how do you, you know, um, check up on organisations or um, to see whether they actually there, that's the first sort of place. Go there, and if somebody gives you a business card or says they're investing on your behalf, where they can do this and that, their credentials should show that they've got an FSP registered place, you know, organization that they work for, and then they've got to be re themselves registered as a representative there. And uh, you can get some information. That's your first sort of check, because that when you're dealing with an organization like that, then those organizations fall under certain, they've got certain things that they've got to adhere to. For example, there's um, <clears throat> things like uh, insurance, professional indemnity insurance for bad advice for fraud etc so they are they've got cover in place when you're dealing with just guys off the you know street that are setting up shop um, and they don't have that sort of protection that's you know when when the money's not there or they've mm -hmm. run away you've got you've actually only your only choice then is sort of going and trying to open a police case just a criminal case because your money's been stolen and also then to try and sue them or find them, if you can find them, try and claim it via court, which is very expensive to do so. Mm. You know, the, the other thing that I think we also have to be mindful of, Brandon, is that the scams that t take our money don't always come in the form of financial scams, but they are sometimes presented as something else. So you'll have people that say, no, um, uh, you, you, this is a holiday getaway or you can book a holiday at, at half the price and and you know half the time people think well this is uh, a bargain so I, I'm actually going to book myself and my family away and unfortunately in the end it turns out to have been a scam and they've made off with your money Yes, so you know that the, the. I mean, I think every Christmas, I'm sure, um, when people go away on holiday, you'll you'll get some callers and saying they have arrived at their destination, and uh, their holiday is turned into you know a complete scam. Um, <clears throat> so there are horror stories around that. Once again, is just always you know endeavour to 
sort of check, you know, the credentials of places. Um, you know, if you're getting, if somebody's offering you something, they've got to, they should. Um, I mean, in most of our setups around the country, there are um, consumer protection mechanisms. Most of the booking websites for holidays, etc., are, are out there. They sort of tend to be fairly reputable. But these guys are, I mean, they've, you know, <laughs> the hard part is, is that a website gets created, a, fo- a fictitious website, and you don't, like, it's hard to distinguish between, and that's why if you, you know, if somebody sends you a link and says, oh, here it is, actually don't just click on the link. Type, write that write that thing out properly mm-hmm. and see if you end up at a different website, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit like your banking profile. If you don't have that HTTPS mm-hmm. at the front, mm-hmm. you, know, you sort of ended up somewhere else mm-hmm. and be be aware of, you know, things like that. So you've got to, yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly cannot sit here and say as an IT expert, but I, I mean, we've got to be aware. We are observing it. The, the ones that are getting a very worrying are the ones on WhatsApp and Telegram where stories you know that, that are just being run in terms of uh, how people are doing so well and they tend to use a lot of people for references a lot of religious references to you know that type of thing so please i mean we in a financial in the financial services we have to treat client information confidentially confidentially we would never be talking about if you've done well you know on our whatsapp link or our linkedin profile or something <clears throat> would never say oh this client's had a great return. Those references are, would breach every confidentiality thing mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So when it's, when people are trotting out references like that, that's a big warning sign. Um, and any any endeavor where they, they you know, sort of delayed payouts or something like that, those are early warning signs for people. You've, you've touched on the issue of, of religion. And I think that is, <laughs> yeah, I know I, I'm deliberately going there um, because I think that often also preys to people's vulnerabilities, right? Um, because, yes, somebody might be sitting there thinking, I, I am praying for a miracle. And, 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 I, and I think that's part of what you're alluding yeah. to, yeah. that um, when there are these testimonials of people who have sort of followed a certain process, have had a breakthrough, and I'll put that in inverted commas, yeah. of sorts. That is how they lure more people mm-hmm. in um, to, 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 to give more money into what ultimately becomes these scams. Is that what you're talking that's about? That's exactly what it is. I think, you know, I mean, yeah, without going on further around it, it is preying on, you know, this sort of intervention of some, some other force out there that's, that's given them, you know, a good grace to to do well, and um, and uh, so yeah, please just be careful of that. I think you know, investments. Um, yeah, uh, I think everybody has is entitled to these mm-hmm. sort of you know religious beliefs, etc. But investments just sort of tend to be, you know, try and keep them separate. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say. I think it's let's yeah. You know, otherwise, we'll have the telephones lighting up here. What 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 are what are some of some of those that, um that that at least you have seen or that have been brought to you? What are what are some of the, um promises that that are being made? Okay, so uh, <clears throat> the ones that we've been observing, and you'll yeah. if you go onto the FSCA website, they've issued a lot of notices recently in terms of companies that have had their profiles literally copied. So you know, organizations, um, you know, just suddenly it looks like a proper organ, you know, the, an, the n- normal organization, but yet they're going out and they're saying cryptocurrency. And there's always time frames. So if you put in, it looks like you go in and, you know, you put in a thousand rand and then if you leave it there for 21 days, then you'll get back 3,000. If you leave it there for 30 days, then it's 5,000. It's those calculations. And please, you know, I think just, Anything above a 12% return, you just, you, you're into such dangerous territory of anybody who's promising or making statements about mm-hmm. returns above that. It's just, it's so, it is so difficult at an investment level to do that on a sustainable basis. I mean, I can, you know, if you and I sort of, if I had to get your 12% return today on something, so if you gave me, a hundred rand and seeing come back with twelve percent, mm. and maybe I go out and sell something and I get twelve rand back. You know, on the hundred rand, I give it mm. to you tomorrow. That's 
probably fairly easy. But as soon as you start doing it for a lot of people or for a lot of money, it gets infinitely more difficult. Mm. And you've also got all the management pooled. The other one is that they tend to pool the investments. So you don't have an individual account. You've got, you're putting your money into one you know, into a bank account and then you supposedly part of a pool of money. That pooling of money is something that the, the, the you know, the regulators certainly do not want. They want everybody's account really mm. individually marked and things mm. like that. So watch yeah. out for that. Yeah, I've, I've also seen some that also, uh, you know, sort of they talk about property group, property investments. And I wonder if, if, if that would also... Um, be one of the areas that that, that fraudsters would, would want to come in and take advantage of people, especially the need just to have property. We'll continue the conversation with Brendan in a moment. Um, it's time for your latest news headlines. Talking finance, making sense of your finance. So we're talking finance with Brendan Gase. In a moment, I'll be taking your calls on 086-000-2032. So, Brendan, I want you to touch on the, the issue of property and, and scams in the property sector. What do those look like? Okay, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, once again, there are many very nicely and well-regulated um, investments um, in the property arena, so one's you know, there are, there's some great uh, property companies out there that are listed on the stock exchange, and there's some great property unit trusts out there that are, you know, manage people's money very, very well and have done so for many years. And then you start having what, you know, a variety of syndication types of arrangements where, okay, let's get people together into a, you know, okay, we're going to try and buy a property, accumulate money, put it all together, and, and, and then. And I think that collective sort of investment, <sighs> this is where it gets difficult to distinguish. Is are you, if, if you and I go decide here after the show to go and buy a property together, we're business partners, whereas if I'm going out there trying to solicit everybody on this floor at SABC to invest in something, um, there's a difference in terms of us going into business together versus sort of soliciting and trying to get people to invest into something. And wherever people are endeavoring to solicit, that, that that should be regulated. You will always want it. And even the crypto um, scenario, which has been the most unregulated in recent years, has started now being regulated by the FSCA. So mm -hmm. people that are saying that they they uh, and can do crypto trading on your behalf, they are now registered at the FSCA website. So the property ones, yeah, you get pulled in. Uh, the returns look great because you've lever you know the, if you've leveraged on it um the development very often it's uh you know you're getting sort of uh, gonna get, going to get quite nice returns but property will do that if you in the right good property investment um, it can so the 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 profile of the the prospectus call it looks very very good but sadly um often there're too many hidden costs and because it's unregulated and the monies aren't managed properly there's leakage everywhere and before you know it it's gone ba belly yeah. up there's a part of me that feels that um some of these people are also taking advantage of let's say if we're in south africa specifically we love stock fails and we love you know the idea of people coming together pooling their money because mm. we've seen oh, yes. for generations how much further that takes communities and so it's sort of the the same concept but of course then making sure that you know they pervert that idea um with their own schemes yes yeah i mean stockfells have been you know a, you, as you rightly point out it's a legacy and it's a tradition in south africa that's worked very very effectively mm. for many mm. communities and and Sort of groupings of, of people that work magnificently well, but even there, the people that now have there been scams around that as well. So the confidence and it undermines trust um, when it when when it occurs. So you know, sadly, it's all you know. Whenever this happens, it really breaks down people's trust. It, it causes economic hardship when you lose money, um, and especially when you're trying to do something good um, in terms of the, like the stock fills all have a good purpose at the end of the day. Um, so it does. So I think the you know important thing is is 
endeavor to keep educating yourself around any investment is just the, the initial foray, because this might be, and I'm going to make reference to a th- uh, just a society problem now, is that we tend to be fairly shallow in our research. Just because the internet said it, it doesn't make, it, you know, it was, you picked up something on Google, yeah. it doesn't make you an authority on something. It's, it's a bit like, I was, I was having a chat with a doctor the other day, and I was asking him about how many people ask him, you know, come to him with sort of their self-diagnosis from what they picked up on the internet. And it's quite scary, actually. I mean, it, Dr. So, Google. <laughs> Dr. Google. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So doing meaningful research into into how an investment works, mm-hmm. what, what would the profile look at, and not just onto the website that you've been directed to. If you're going to property, do some research generally on property investments, how they've done elsewhere is it is this looking similar or are the returns you know i've made reference to say the jsc if somebody's out there promising massive returns on the johannesburg stock exchange in the short term be very careful because mm. the i can give you the 110 year sort of data on it and it's fairly you know it's moderated so. let me go to matlosana pule good morning to you i'm well thank you pule but I look carefully. I was going to ask so many questions, but you have asked questions on my behalf and for the answer. I'm going to ask one. Um, the yeah, it has been just a person approaches you, and I say to you, Kathy, can you put thirty thousand in a space of three months? That money will be ninety thousand. Um, I approached you. On behalf of a company, I'm an agent of that company, and I invest money through you. you in, I mean, you invest money through me. You even put it in my personal bank account. I want to know the criminality, uh, the legal part of it. How can one, can I take the company on legal matter, or can I take the person that has put the money in that personal bank account of that person? So, 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 Bule, um, I don't know if you're asking this question based on an experience you've had, but yeah, oh, I'm oh, asking based on experience. Okay, so, so, yes, somebody, uh, somebody was scammed. Yes. You know? Yes. Then uh, somebody and very close to me, somebody was scammed, and the person said, "Look, there is this person, there is this company. They call it QZ. I'm sorry to mention the name." Yes. No. No. You, you can talk yes. about it. QZ Asset Management, because lots of people yes. have been reaching us out to us about that scam. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, an an agent of that person approached one of my close relatives and say, "Look, can you can put on here?" Because they're from a, from a long relationship, they know each other. Long relationship, more than forty years relationship. Uh, so, and he said, "Look, you can put money in my account. I'll invest on your behalf." So, can can we take this person to legal authority, or can you take QZ management? Mm-hmm. What's the procedure? Can I open a case against this, this person? Because the money went to Katie's bank account, personal bank account and there's evidence of that okay so to answer question yes you can you know if if you ask you know for evidence of something so where did where did this money go where you, know, you put it in somebody's bank account they gave you a promise around something and now the money's disappeared and if you don't get answers or satisfactory answers, you do have the right to go and open a case against somebody. You go, you know, police station, you report it. They may or may not, you know, depending on, on the police station itself, take it down. But, you know, we can, we're all entitled to go and report what we think are situations where there's been a criminal act of some sort or a. Um, so you're allowed to do that. It's then up to that case to be submitted through. You know, um, you know, it, to the investigations department or police department, if they choose to do something, then you know, if they think it's a case they it's worthy of investigating, they'll investigate. If it's investigated and it's passed on to the prosecutor, then they can maybe endeavour to prosecute. So it is part of it's it's a very important part of going into investments, and I think that was one of the points I would like to make is as you go into these things, please keep evidence. 
because oh, that okay. evidence is important at some point in time. Try and sort of get documentation. Show me a proposal. Show me who the people involved, etc. You know, just dealing on sort of a WhatsApp that can be deleted tomorrow and suddenly there's no evidence left is quite nerve-wracking. So if, you know, please say, okay, well, send me a prospectus via email. Let me have a look so you can keep a, a, a bundle of stuff around something so you can then show that this person at this particular time, you know, told me to do it this way, etc. So building a case, because if these things do go wrong, you do have the right to go. And I mean, I th you know, you've seen it recently, prosecutions around the Steinhoff story, where the German prosecutor's okay. coming after. Um, so it happens at big, big organizations as well, is eventually some people get charged. So it, it can happen, yes. Yeah. So, so, so Pule, you heard the, the advice is that try and get as much information about the people. The WhatsApp is there, the acknowledgement of receipt of money is mm. there, the proof of paying the money to a personal account. From this account, there's a transaction which is legal. From this account to Pule's account, they can put the money to my account, and there's a conversation between you and me on WhatsApp, on voice notes, mm. and all these things. And, 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 and has that individual just sort of gone AWOL, Pule? No, he's still around. He's still yeah. around. And uh, his other man, this person said, this man, he said, no, you train when you are sober, when you train this thing. You're not caught. There was no gun on your head. You train voluntarily. Yeah. Look, look, Bull, just, the, just on the issue of, of QZ um, asset management uh, customer service consultants, um, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, the FSCA that, that Brendan has been mentioning, they all, they, they, they've warned uh, the public to, to be cautious when conducting um, business with these organizations because they've received the complaints. It's a Chinese-based company. And the FSCA says that they are not authorized to actually offer financial products or services in the country. As it stands, they're not authorized or registered um, to, to, to be offering these services. And that is perhaps the biggest red flag that there is, that if you are putting your money into this company, you are doing so at your own risk and 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 you know while the fsca is investigating at this point it'll be very difficult to hold them accountable and the sad part in Pula's case is that the person who you know sort of advised him so maybe he's a person in the community knows well trustworthy mm. he was offered a job and he was probably earning a commission or a salary from the organization so he's gone into something almost equally as an employee being scammed coming yeah. in so Equally you know blind. which it's, yeah. uh, which then makes it hard because now you know his relationship of trust and things like that he's taken community members money and lost it in an investment that he was sort of supposedly vouching for but he was an employee but it, when you deal with an organization you can't just sit there and say if i invest into something and i give over to an organization whether we you know use the example again kathy of you and me going into a property business together you giving it okay, to me, we, we, there's, a, there's a trust, and, and you've got responsibilities that come with it. So you can go civil action, and you can go criminal action for sure. All right. Pule, maybe the, maybe the one thing to do is, is perhaps um, um, go onto the website of the FSCA and, and lodge a complaint there. This can form part of the investigation uh, because they're already… the person of the company. Yes, yes, Yeah, the company yes. and person. All right. Okay. All right, Bule, all the best, hey? Yeah, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's such a big issue. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, investors in, in QZ were promised returns of up to 400%, 400% returns. Um, and and that, that, that in and of itself, a big red flag. Absolutely. Uh, but, but I think, of course, sometimes we're just so eager uh, to see returns that, that we ignore even part of the warnings that are in, in front of our eyes. I'm taking more for your calls on 086-000-2032. Let me play some of the voice notes you're sending through on this issue. Morning, Kathy, and your guest. And one other scam is uh, competitions that people like to enter, and they 
give out all their details and they would ask to be paid uh, to pay in some money there is no competition that is supposed uh, to make you pay money in order for one to receive the money that they are promised as well as cars and all other things because with cars if they say you've won a competition they uh, say one must pay tax thank you kathy i'm calling from butterworth have you heard of those competitions where you pay money to be considered as part of the competition? Didn't you get last night's SMS where you won 40,000, uh, <laughs> 40 million pounds or something? <laughs> Just click there and, and you know, th- those those are prevalent scams in, mm. in respect of that you won something, but there's a handling fee or there's something if you go down that sort of route. Um, if you haven't entered a competition, you're unlikely to have won anything. So <laughs> I think that's mm. a sort of standard rule. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, once again, just avoid those sorts of in- endeavors. Yeah, um, we certainly just have to. We have to stay, stay absolutely woke on this issue. More of your voice notes. Hello, Kathy Maria from Amanskral. Um, I invested for six months with the NetBank African United when I tried to communicate with their financial department they sending me from pillar to post when i go to the branch they say i must call the stockfell people so now i'm confused can your guest please help me there with the african united stockfell from netbank it's a trust account thank you brandon have you ever heard of that no i haven't so i will have to make a note and i'll do some investigation. I mean, we'll give, yeah, and, and I'll give feedback that All Brian right. can possibly try and provide out there. It isn't something that I'm familiar with. So, mm-hmm. it, but I do know that the banks were doing some sort of stock fill. You know, they were trying to. You know, it, it's it's quite a, yeah, um, a, you know, I mean, it's a big sector of the economy. Or you know, the savings that were done via stock fill. So, I'm not familiar with that one, but I'll have a look into it. All right. Here's a question here from anonymous who wants to know. How does one start saving when you earn less than 5,000 rand a month? And also, which pension fund can one choose uh, to start saving? The company doesn't provide pension or any benefits either. I just started working at the age of 40. Can you please advise? Okay. So I wouldn't <coughs> worry about, about where you save, for example. I mean, just start saving so if you're earning five thousand rand you know a month just get to you know if you can get into the discipline of putting away 50 rand a month just put that away and to start with i would suggest my first sort of suggestion would be make it the target to get one month salary saved now Mm -hmm. that if you're doing that you know at 50 rand a month it's going to take you a bit of time but you'll get there um in terms of building up some savings and if you can do, you know, so 50 Rand on 5,000 Rand salaries, you know, is it 10%? No, it's five. It's what are we talking about? <laughs> It'll be, no, that, uh, so, I mean, 5,500 Rand would be 10%. So if you can put away any amount, whether it's 100 or, so we're talking 1% at 50 Rand. Sorry, my maths lost me there. Um, but, you know, getting savings, just getting into a habit of saving and keep that in a separate bank account. So with your current bank account that your salary goes into if you set up a secondary savings account those are generally i think most as far as i'm aware they're free in terms of the banks would have and just put away there and build up and once you get to a certain level above five thousand rand then you can start looking elsewhere in terms of putting it into a unit trust or something like that mm. but just get into the first habit because the, the hard part when you're sort of earning a small salary like that or when you're starting out is that these big expenses come along from time to time, you know, sort of uh, car breaks down or there's a, you know, your fridge isn't working or whatever. So you have these types of expenses and you, you don't want to go back into debt for that. So that savings account is your emerge. It's the first stepping stone is an emergency fund savings mm. account. Mm. I think that's really good advice. So put away what you can to build up some kind of mm. reserve. Yeah. And then once you've hit that target, then you can, you know, sort of go next to the next step, level. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's a really a wise way mm. of, of going about it.
yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's just, it's like everything in life, you know, if you think, you know, so, small little goals that you can achieve that are achievable. If you sit there and you think you're going to save a million rand, it's going to, you know, you might get there, but you sort of, uh, you'll get despondent after you've been saving for yeah, a year and you've yeah. only got a thousand rand saved. You know, a million then seems very far away. So just start small, get going. It's the, actually the habits that are the good, good things and well done for thinking about it. James, you're in Johannesburg. Good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm well, thank you, James. I'm okay. You know, I just, I just, I just thought when you said um, it is uh, four hundred and something percent return, mm -hmm. I realized that it's not even maybe it's not even a, a, a red flag. I'm, I think that is messing grab that one. <laughs> A because smash and grab, you say, James. Smash and grab. You know why? Mm. If you have 10, 20 people putting into that pool, and then suddenly you run. Because quickly, if somebody will tell you, like the advisor there, that you can't have 13% for me. Now, 400. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right, James. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Udluang in Mabatu. Good morning, Udluang. Good morning, Kathy and your guest. Yes. How are you today? Well, thank you. Okay, Kathy, sometime last year in November, mm. my account with a bank, can I mention the name, the name of the bank? Yes. With Capitec was hacked. About 40,000 was withdrawn by people I don't know. Now, I went back to them. They said they would investigate, and they came back to me in about three weeks' time. They said, no, there's nothing I can do. I exposed myself to people. Hmm. And I said to them, I didn't give anybody my phone to anybody. So how is it that when my money is in your custody and it gets stolen, and you say you cannot uh, compensate me? Now, I want to know what can I do to get my money back. Okay, there is the banking on ombudsman. That would be the first port of call that I would I would revert to um, if you yeah. haven't had that. You know, if you haven't had, had satisfaction from the particular bank. So there is, um, you know, the bank bank ombudsman. Um, but I'd have to check the um, exact site that that is at. But it's um, there is a banking regulator out there that looks after these types of complaints. So okay. yeah, just have a sort of Google that, just banking ombudsman, and it should give you some direction there. Um, okay, but I'll also ask Brian to refer to it next week. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Utwa. And and did they tell you it, it sort of in what ways they believed you you had exposed yourself. They said to me, uh, 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 "I was a photo of myself and some people was taken." in front of a property somewhere in Krugersdorp. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know nothing about that. All I know is that I did meet some people. They wanted to sell me at them, and I turned them down, and I walked away. Sure, okay. So this thing okay. happened soon thereafter. All right. All right, Udwang. I, th I think, yeah, f follow up with what Brendan is saying. Go to the banking ombudsman and, and see okay. if they aren't able to take up your case. 40,000 rand is a lot of money. So it you, is. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So uh, you certainly need to try your best to get that back. All right. Okay. And then, can Kathy, can you send me as per WhatsApp, uh, what's name? Um, uh, what's name? What's it? Uh, the guy that normally does the Brian, show. Brian, yes, Brian's Brian's, Brian's email address. I want to email something to him. All right, all right, Uglang, no problem. We'll read that out at the end of the uh, at the end of the segment. Okay. Okay. Thank you very all much. Right, sure. Bye bye. Uh, let me go to Chaka. Chaka, you're in Bloom. Good morning. Yeah, morning. Uh, uh, Kevin, I, I I just want to you know wonder the the listeners. I mean, like in Instagram. Facebook and so on. You know, you get all these beautiful ladies. Uh, Chaka, what, what happens on Facebook? Beautiful ladies. No, no, what I'm saying, in, in Facebook, you see all these beautiful ladies uh, flogging uh, cryptos and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and the binary, which is the, 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 the trading. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, sadly, try and entice, entice one uh, with a way they should talk you into into uh, investing in those uh, uh, instruments and so on. I, I, I normally ignore anything that I think that's my rule of thumb. Anything somebody tells me about the, the, the currency, the banner trading, or you know, uh, international currency trading, so I just ignore the information because all the projections which are all all fake, and then the, the cryptos as well. There's so many names of the cryptos and so on and so on. I suppose there are there are certain crypto uh, dealers which are reputable, as uh, uh, your confidence is saying. Of course, the, there's also the reality of the fact that a lot of what you see as, as these beautiful ladies are probably stolen images of people from elsewhere in the world. Um, for all you know, you know, it's it's somebody else behind uh, or on the other side of, of that, that, that screen. That, that, that's a, exactly. Mm. It, might be, it might be a guy with big stomachs. So on some of you, <laughs> you won't even uh, uh, take anything through, uh, with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Yeah. But they put all, they taste all these beautiful ladies, uh, and then with a mural behind, they in Dubai. You only say that we are in, they are in Dubai. They come from. Ch- uh, Chaka, how, how, yeah. how, how far exactly did you go in these conversations? No, I, I, I haven't gone anywhere. Unamanga, unamanga, Chaka. I must say, you know, I'm very careful when it comes. <laughs> When it, comes, when it comes to this thing. And then the other thing, there's another piece of advice we shall give, but just on, on, the, on this one, so I, I think people must be very extremely careful. I mean, those things, uh, if you say 4%, I mean, they say in three weeks, you get so much. Actually, if you analyze the, the, the return, it's something like 4,000 4, or 4,800%. I mean, that's... Uh, I, I always ask, if you can make so much money, why do you tell me this, you know? Mm. Why should you share the secret? I mean, if if ever a secret of making money, I'll just keep it to myself and yeah. live nicely and so on. Why should I be free to to to, to you know to my private gold mine and say, hey, mine here, you know? Fair enough, because, Chaka. Thanks yeah, for yeah, the yeah, call. Yeah. Can, 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 can I just, just second one? Just, uh, just shortly. Is it fine? Very shortly, Chaka. Yeah, yeah, very shortly. On our normal returns, I mean, that, that also happened to me. I'm about your normal returns, pension fund, and so on. Uh, when people reach uh, 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 re- uh, retirement, it, it is very vital for the pension fund and RA uh, uh, invest, investors to see their financial advisors and look at the, their statements, the, the fund values, and so on and so on, to see their spread of, 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 of portfolios. Sometime in 2000, 2008, that had a big uh, meltdown. Uh, I remember the, the, my portfolio was around yeah, about a million plus. What happened is that uh, as after the meltdown, it decreased to half, half, half the value because mm. of the market conditions. What I realized I should have done, because I was uh, advised at some stage, when you reach uh, 50 plus, you go to your investors, change from equities and go to financial instruments, invest in the money market, the bulk of investment into financial market, because it's a more conservative, stable portfolio, because equities are very volatile. And then if you reach all volatility is not for you. You, What what essentially you are doing, you you basically grab that investment, you you make sure that it doesn't... uh, is better with the, the, the movement in the market. All so right. uh, take, take, take for instance, you have got that million. You are sure if you're in the money market, all these shocks on financial meltdowns will not affect you if your bulk of investment or 90% of investment in a money market. You only expose about 10%. All right, so Chaka. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it there with you uh, because it is 11 o'clock. Do you agree with Chaka? Yes. I mean, you know, the advice there is the appropriateness of the advice and also what he's alluding to is how difficult it is to make good returns even in the regulated environment. Mm, So I think mm. he's warning, stay away from some of those Facebook pages, Chaka. (laughs) (laughs)
Yeah, Chaka. For for such an ex- knowledgeable guy on financial sca- on financial matters, you almost got dragged in, hey? All because of a pretty face. Mm, consider yourself warned. It's time for the latest news. It's six after eleven o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the talking point this morning um just perhaps to wrap up the previous hour talking finance uh, brendan gase in studio with us so donald in rustenburg you were asking about the uif and whether uif can deposit money into the mukuru account i did ask brendan that question and um he seems to think that that would not necessarily happen because of the way in which Mukuru is registered and not necessarily as a bank, but rather as a money transfer service. And and that sort of makes it uh, a bit tricky. But what we can do is that we can also reach out to the UIF and and find out from them um, whether Mukuru is one of the platforms that they would use, particularly to get money um, to 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 their clients and, and customers excuse me who of course are still waiting for payouts so um your question was duly noted that's donald out in rustenburg okay brian's number for those of you that are, are looking for his number remember it is zero double one double eight zero four triple eight brian's number again zero double one double eight zero four triple eight and you can just um leave a voice voice message with your details and of course brian and his team uh, will come back to you he is on holiday but i think uh, he's coming back later this week so he'll be back with us uh, next week tuesday and to get in touch with him zero double one double eight zero four triple eight and remember to say where you are from remember to say where you are from uh, so that he's able to get the relevant uh, members of his team uh, to contact you depending on which part of the country you are in all right we're going to get into our final conversation for this morning we're taking a look at young people and the work that they are doing in communities right um to help build up their communities and we're having a conversation with activate and how they are currently uh, encouraging the participation of young people before we get to that however it's time to listen to your whatsapp voice notes